This is the Grounded Awakenings Podcast. Conversations connecting science and intuition. Real life lessons from real people. Real professionals who have had experiences that help them awaken to the truth of what they need and what is needed to thrive in their profession. These conversations help us evolve and awaken to what we need to be grounded yet spiritually awakened in life, in parenting, in education, in healthcare, and in the way we interact with the world around us. We hope by helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit one conscious conversation at a time, there will be a ripple change. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. and welcome to the Grounded Awakening podcast. I am so excited to have my guest, Emma G. I'm not going to butcher her last name. She gave me permission to call her Emma G. Um, But she's just such a treat. Emma G is going to join us and we're going to talk about how music and songwriting helped her heal her brain from 10 massive brain surgeries. And she's going to talk to us about how music and songwriting has helped her through trauma and depression. And now she is a youth empowerment coach and she does youth empowerment through songwriting. So I'm paying close attention. Parents, if you have kids that are struggling right now, I know I have kids that are struggling. You're going to want to pay attention to this podcast. If you yourself have trouble, um, whether it's with trauma, mental health, or you, you're having some cognitive issues, you're going to want to listen to this podcast. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Emma G. Emma G is a singer-songwriter and, an, and a youth empowerment coach. She's been using the power of music to help empower, uplift, and motivate audiences worldwide her entire life. Born with a rare neurological condition called hydrocephalus, Emma G has used music to recover from multiple traumas, including 10 brain surgeries. By writing and singing her truth, sharing her experience, and turning her lessons into blessings. I love that. With a unique style that marries the style of pop, soulful ballads, and gritty rock edge, Emma G's style appeals to a hugely diverse audience worldwide. A favorite musician of the Washington Post, Washingtonian Magazine, and Thrive Global, the New Zealand-born singer-songwriter has expanded her mission of saving the world one song at a time, love that, to incorporate her history as an award-winning youth worker, launching Yes! Youth Coaching, Youth Empowerment through Songwriting Coaching is a completely new approach to youth work, combining Emma G's history as a teacher, a lecturer, YMCA youth coordinator, and of course, an award-winning musician. Music is an incredibly effective tool for alchemy, helping audiences and teen songwriters alike overcome struggles, trauma, stress, and overwhelm with songs of overcoming, resilience, self-love, and stepping into one's power. Oh my gosh, that is, I got shivers up and down right now. Please join me in welcoming Emma G. Ah, thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> I kid you not. And like shivers is my intuitive knowing that like this is a connected thing. It's yeah. beautiful. Thank and you. I have to tell you, I have some my listeners hopefully know my story, but I have four boys and two of my four boys love music and use music 
to help them heal. One of my sons had a massive neonatal stroke at birth mm-hmm. and he struggles. And when he's going through these, these dark moments, I tell him all the time, write it down. And I, I will help him with that sometimes because he's yeah. got a language-based pro- uh, communication issue. But then my third son that had leukemia battles depression. And I will often say to him, take this feeling, these emotions and put them into words. I actually did that as a kid. And I found my parents cleaned out their house and I found this big journal. And let me tell you, some of this stuff was dark. dark. Isn't that beautiful? Like it's, it's, it's what they're saying. Like in times of darkness, all we need is a little light, just one candle. Hope. Yep. It's hope. You know? yep. And that's what music gives all of us. You know? Yes. I just, that's, yeah, that's powerful. 100%. So needless to say, I am really excited you are here. Can you tell us just a little bit about your story, Emma? And what was your grounded awakening? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I feel like I've had many multiple grounding awakenings during mm-hmm. my, my lifetime. Um, I'm very... I'm very blessed. Um, I, I was born, as you said, with a relatively rare neurological condition. Um, and I say relatively rare because I grew up in New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand. And, you know, we have, I am a Kiwi, um, but I'm a, I'm a multi-ethnic Kiwi. I tell mm. people all the time I'm overcoming racism in one body. Um, mm. <laughs> but we'll go, yeah. that. we'll go into that shortly. Yeah, sure. Um, but my thing is, you know, Growing up in a in a country which with more sheep than people, um, I you know was lucky enough that the technology was um, you know available in New Zealand at the time of my birth. When at four months old I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, uh, the doctors recognised that my head was growing too quickly in proportion to the rest of my body, um, and so at the age of four months I had my first brain surgery when a um, VP shunt was inserted into my head. A shunt is like a very big, sorry, let me back up a little bit. For those who don't know what hydrocephalus is. I was just going to explain yeah. that. Go ahead. Yes. Our brains float in water, yes. otherwise known as cerebral spinal fluid. That cerebral spinal fluid changes by between 200 and 400 milliliters every day. It enters into our cranium and drains down our spinal column, hence the name cerebral spinal fluid. However, for me, I have a cyst the size of my fist in the center of my brain, which has squished my brain um, around my, my skull and has actually blocked off the exit way. So water can get into my head, but it has no way of escaping. So, thank you, technology, a shunt, a very long tube, was inserted into my head, draining down into my peritoneal cavity. In fact, if I, can you see that little veiny looking thing that bends when I do that? I don't know if you can see it on the camera. No, not really, but that's a funky. There we go. It's it's my fun party trick in person. But... (laughs) Um, so yeah, that shunt was, I was introduced into my head. It drains the water out into my peritoneal cavity and that means that I'm able to live. However, during times of, um, you know, severe hormonal changes like puberty, Mm. um, lumps can form in the CSF. So that blocks the shunt, which means of course that pressure starts to build up. I get very bad headaches, dizziness, nausea, fall unconscious and die. I'm not dead yet, which is great. However, when that um, when that pressure builds up, brain trauma occurs and yes. memory loss. Um, you know, I 
and then when it you know when it comes to being a nine-year-old who's had you know memory loss who's who's been in hospital for for weeks on end you know the obvious repercussions include social anxiety um losing you know my my academic focus um began to wither um i was i went from being like the popular girl to being the frankenstein um and then and that's on top of the fact that i was an early developer you know nine years old already hitting puberty so i'm now battling between being a young precocious developing young woman yep who's memory is terrible whose academics are struggling who's now battling with the black dog aka depression who's mm. you know trying to figure out how to connect with my peers how to connect with my mother how to battle the fact that my father lived in fiji my entire life part of my multi-ethnic upbringing mm. um you know there, there were just so many so many struggles i was having yeah. as a young person and thankfully songwriting was something i gravitated towards my mother fostered and i was able to develop these skills in part thanks to a lot of um help with with other musicians that i grew up around um to help me figure out how to turn my lessons into blessings Mm -hmm. how to turn my struggles into song how to turn the crap that I had, you know, developed as a child or that I was struggling with as a teenager, how to turn that crap into fertilizer and use that fertilizer to plant a garden of prosperity and creativity and healing and growth and positive self-development and, you know, all all the fun things that we kind of don't take into consideration um, when we think about creativity. So, yeah. Absolutely. Instead of letting that crap, if you will, kind of rot inside and, and weigh you down. Right. You turn it into fertilizer. I love that. And I mean, so many of us, I know myself, I know my listeners can relate to that. Whether you've had what you went through with your hydrocephalus and your your shunts and the, whether you went through that or you just, you have learning disabilities or you have, I call them invisible disabilities. Like my son has invisible disabilities, right? right? Where people have expectations of him. People look at them and think, this, I was an early bloomer myself. I had the Dolly Parton figure early right. on. And right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to navigate that. It's, we're all going through this, this piece of trying to figure out who we are and how we fit in the world. And when things aren't going the way that we expect them to go or that our parents expect them to go, when we have the external pressures put on us, I see it now in, in, in kids. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids I hear of people contacting me looking for help um, or asking me, you know, do I have any suggestions? There are so many kids struggling and there are not enough resources out there to help them. So I really hope that people that are listening that are looking for a kind of an out of the box solution, because, you know, as, as anybody listening to my podcast knows, I believe that there are positives in healthcare, but I also think there are a lot of gaps. That's what my own awakening showed me and in education as well. And we, you know, we do the best we can with what we have, but sometimes we are asked to fit ourselves into these little boxes that we have outgrown. And so this is such a beautiful message that you have for youth, for parents, for adults, for 
anybody who is struggling right now, who feels like nobody gets them, there are no resources for them, please listen because Emma G is that beacon of hope for you right now. Thank you. I just want, I want to build on one thing you said in particular, which was around yes. um, the, you know, the, the world puts us in boxes, whether yep. you have an invisible disability, whether you have a, a visible disability, whether you are female, male, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, yes. you know, whatever people, but to that point, we, we are surrounded by labels our entire yes. lives. And if nothing else, 2022, the last two years, 2020 to 2022 yes. have shown us that those boxes are broken. Yes. That system is broken. Absolutely. Right. We can't fit ourselves into right. those boxes anymore. And I think it's really important. My my sort of my phrase, you know, you mentioned um, my, in my thing of like saving the world one song at a time. I'm recognizing more and more that that is not just my songwriting. That's not just my music. That's helping other people and empowering other people to write their own songs because we live in a world that is constantly telling us who to be, yes. how we need to learn, yes, um, how to show up, yes, how we fit into the world when yes. we are not one-dimensional people. We're no. not. You know, we and are, we are not like everyone else. Exactly. Right. We are right. uniquely individual with our own unique needs. Yes. So we can't be yes. letting the world write our songs for us. We yes. need to take control of the pen and write the songs for ourselves because we're the only people that really understands how to show up for ourselves. And here's the beautiful thing. Because when you authentically write your song into truth, you then start to recognize, oh my goodness, my neighbor also resonates with the messages I'm writing with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone in this breaking the barriers. I'm not alone in me you know, trying to navigate the education system or trying to navigate right. how to show up as a person with autism or ADHD right. or you know, bipolar disorder or whatever it is. When we show up as our authentic selves, we're not only doing our inner work, but we're mm -hmm. also helping to elevate the outer work and helping other people. Yes, we're raising the vibration 100%. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I have to share this quick story. I remember, so my son, I love to write, love to write. And I've always kind of done poetry and I call them songs, but, um, and my son was battling, my, my second son, the one who had the, the stroke, was dealing with kind of when the world gets out of control, his way of controlling is to control small elements in his world, so food. So he mm. had an eating disorder, right? which was blown off because he's a boy. We don't see eating disorders as much as boys. And in, in healthcare, you need the, the lab results to be so out of whack that they're abnormal before people pay attention. And so I knew that there was an issue. I knew what the underlying root cause of this issue was, and we worked on that. But I woke up in the middle of the night with a song playing in my head with words, literally three in the morning, I woke up and I wrote a song about um, the distraction and how, like what, what the mirror tells him and about the eating disorder. And I wrote it down and we'll see if he puts it to music, but um, it's like, and, and it was like, I just had to get this out myself observing this. Yeah. Um, and then I, I read it to him and he was like, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah to your point, um, songwriting and just 
whether it's a song, whether you put it to music, whether it's a poem, just expressing yourself, getting those feelings and emotions out is extremely cathartic and it helps you move energy in your body. When you keep it in, you block energy from flowing and you store that and it becomes dis-ease in your body. Amen. That's my thing. <laughs> it's funny that you talk about, um, funny, you know, you talk about waking up at 3 a.m. with a song in your head. I believe, and you mentioned before we went live, that you, your entire thing, you know, your entire resonance for 2022 is around flow. Yes. Being, like, waking up at 3 in the morning to hearing that word, hearing those words, hearing those songs in your head, in your soul, in your mind, um, that to me is evidence of you being in flow. Yes. And that's one of the things that I specifically work on with my clients is finding ways to be in flow, finding ways to listen to your gut, to the universe, to God, whatever you want to attribute it to, you know, but recognizing that, you know, if we are all made in God's image, we are God. Mm -hmm. We are the voices of God. When we're still enough at three in the morning to mm -hmm. let those words come through, that is our truth. That yes. is our, you know, that is, that is our message. That is our calling. And so yes. to be able to write that for your son, be able to write that for yourself is simply you being in flow, speaking your truth and helping to elevate again, the vibration of the world. And yes. I, I think it's so powerful. It's so powerful. We just need to give ourselves permission. Yeah to step into those scary places. Well, yeah. one, we have to have the courage to get still instead of yeah. distracting yourself with all this stuff. Yeah. You have to have the courage to get still and really look and tune into what is it that my soul requires right now? Mm -hmm. And that is what the grounded awakening is all about. Like planting yourself, understanding the knowledge and the foundation, but reaching to connect to your soul and spirit guidance. Yeah. That's what we all need for us to be more in the flow. I completely agree with you. So Emma, how did music and songwriting help you, your brain? You talked about it helped you with your memory. It helped you with your brain function, yes. right? And, you know, stress impairs brain function. So obviously the physical stress of what you had going on, but also the emotional stress of what was happening in the world around you, you trying to fit in those boxes to your point. Um, I really believe COVID shook up the systems to make us kind of go, oh, wait a minute, there is a different way. Yeah, There is yeah. a better way. So um, how did songwriting and music help you and your brain function? So that's a great question, and it's a it's a very multifaceted question. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a couple of things. Let's first talk about neurological function. Please. So you have your left-hand side of the brain, you have the right-hand side of the brain. Music, I mean, there have been copious amounts of studies that have shown that music stimulates both sides of the brain, mm -hmm. you know, pretty, pretty well, which is amazing. Um but when you add songwriting into the mix, it kind of elevates that simulation, you know, in, in multiple ways. And so, um, you know, now you're not only, uh, you know, exercising our logical parts of our brain, our, you know, English 
uh, our use of English language, our academics, our um, ability to you know retain and and um, bring back languaging, for example, um, and to utilize languaging and vocabulary in a way that um, we, we try to do in school. But we're now also ac activating our creative side of our brain. We're activating our imaginations. We're yes. activating our emotions, our feelings, our responses. Now, our intuition. Our yeah. intuition. When yeah. both sides of the brain are stimulated simultaneously and at such an elevated level. Integrated, yeah. Mm -hmm. The nucleus accumbens becomes alive. Now the nucleus accumbens is the part at the back of our brain, near near you know where the our cerebral spinal fluid um, drains out. Funnily enough, uh, but the nucleus accumbens becomes alive, and the nucleus accumbens is about two hundred million um, brain fibers that spark up. And the cool thing about that is when they fire up, it actually helps to stimulate again both sides of the brain in a way that helps to reactivate lost parts of our brain function. I just learned something. Good. Drops and my I, I, home now. Well, I know a lot about neuro, neuro neurocognition. Right. So thank so, you. So Amazing. we are right, isn't it? Yes. Like, yes. So, well that's the neuroplasticity of the brain. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now we can yeah. even elevate that if you are somebody who likes to write by hand. If you want to write your songs using different colored pens, that can actually help to further elevate the, the the way that we stimulate both sides of the brain as well. Because now we're you know writing, but we're also using the creativity of different colors yes. to again yes. re-elevate and reignite different parts of our brains that have lost function. Right. So this is one of the reasons why we sing the alphabet. This mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why we sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes. This is way these are ways that we can help to remember things but to take it one step further we're not right. i don't i don't want to talk about neuro neurological um you know regrowth and redevelopment but now let's talk about our memories mm. you know so being somebody who has had brain surgery um i have sort of blocked out a lot of stuff from when I was a child, from when I was in those traumatic spaces, yeah. from when I was literally banging my head against walls in front of my mother, screaming and crying, hoping to God that I would die because yeah. the pain was so severe. Yeah. Or let's take it something, you know, make it something a little bit more um, digestible for people that might be watching this podcast. But, you know, traumatic experiences as a teenager when you lose friends to suicide which i've had when you have been assaulted which i have when you have been you know um racially profiled which a lot of us have mm -hmm. you know things that are traumatic to us that we kind of try to forget mm -hmm. By allowing ourselves to be still, to connect with our truth, God, the universe, whatever, um, and then to re-stimulate both sides of our brains and that memory, um, we're able to not only remember things that we have tried to forget about, but our, um, our brains actually help us to cognitively reframe these experiences mm -hmm. using creativity to go from the victim mindset to being a, 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 the mindset of a survivor and a thriver. Yes. So now, and, and I hope this isn't too TMI for your audience here, but from now, but now, you know, looking at some through, through life um, as somebody who has been 
raped multiple times. Mm -hmm. I am now able to not only, you know, look at this these experiences as something somebody who has undergone this stuff, but now I'm like, yo, I'm somebody who has come through this. And I recognize that one in four women are sexually abused every day. Mm -hmm. So now I can use my platform, my creativity, my speech, my my songwriting to help give them hope and power and strength and resilience to stand up, fight back and leave unhealthy situations. Yes. Completely. Yeah. It's empowering. It's taking your, taking back your power over whatever situation you've gone through, because Mm -hmm. that is an experience. That is a story, not your story. It is a story that you can use to empower you and learn from and grow from. I truly believe that things that happen to us in our life are, are almost like contracted things that we need to go through in order to become who we're meant to be and grow and get there. Amen. We so learn from these you things. You don't go through it, you grow through you it. You grow through it 100%, <laughs> absolutely. And thank you for sharing that because I know there are probably people listening that can can re- can absolutely relate to that. I also, um, I also sorry, really quickly, I yeah. don't want to discredit the fact that sexual assault also happens to men. Um, the, the metrics are Absolutely. one in four women. I yeah. think it's one in nine men get, to, get are, are sexually assaulted as well. So I, I also want to pay tribute to that. Like this is not just a feminine issue um, or, or a feminine solution. Songwriting is for everybody, for all levels of trauma. We all experience trauma. It all just takes different shapes, ways, and forms. So, absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, I, you know, it's interesting too, because when I think of uh, music and singing even, and how when people have speech issues, when people, even in languages, like when they don't speak the language, but they sing and you don't hear an accent in the song, or when somebody has a stutter, right? And stutters or, yeah. or kicks or something, and they can sing and get through the song beautifully. I mean, um, what was that? Uh It wasn't American Idol, but it was um, one of those variety kind of shows where there was a person that was autistic that was on and he had the most beautiful voice and his speaking, like he couldn't make eye contact, he couldn't get words out. But as soon as the music came on, he was able to flow. So that's that's reaching if I if I understand this well enough, there are different centers in the brain. And your songwriting center, your singing center is different than your speech center. Mm-hmm. So when you have issues or any anything um, with the logical part of speech, it actually accesses the creative, expressive part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right, the right side of of that um, expressive language. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And also so, it also comes down to a lot of um, breath control as well. Yes, because. Yes. You know, when you're singing, when you're when you're writing songs and, and singing the songs, um, you know, we we utilize our breath in a different way than we otherwise would when we are public speaking or even having just a normal conversation. Yes. Um, and breath uh, is can be an integral part to um, how to whether or not what a person stutters, for example, yes. um, or for a tongue placement, or you know. But to your accent point, yeah. 
I, as soon as I stop singing and I start speaking, people are like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, New Zealand, what's up? Yeah. It's it's I, it's such a beautiful thing. I always say that like in my next life, I want to come back as a rock star because I love to sing. I will often be found in my car belting out songs. I sang in a band when I was a kid, but like I don't have that's just not in the cards for me. But I do. I love to sing. I love music. I love that my kids are are interested in this and playing around with this. So. Um, and, and I do. I'm doing it, Jennifer. What's that? Just because it's not in the cards at the moment doesn't mean oh, it still yeah. can't be. Oh, you know, oh Miss trust Jagger me. is still rocking in the free Oh, room. is he ever? I hear you. <laughs> I'm like, he's like my dad's age. <laughs> and he's still doing his peacock thing across. Yeah. It. yeah it's, it's, I love it. I love it. It's inspiring, though, right? And it goes yeah. to show when you find joy in what you're doing, it's not work. Mm -hmm. It's not work. It's mm -hmm. just you're in the flow of your life. I mean, absolutely. So I had written down your awakening moments, right? Those, those um, challenges that you faced, you learned how to question what you believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And you say you, you, um, and you, you question what you actually know. So can you tell me a little bit about that? A little bit more about that? So beliefs aren't facts. Truth. Basically. Right. Beliefs aren't facts. And so when we, when we give ourselves permission to question ourselves, I think that's very powerful, you know, especially when it comes to um, every interaction we have with people, however positive or negative, um, you know, that's part of it but also like you know two people can go to the same event and have two completely different experiences of that same event beliefs aren't facts right. songwriting kind of helped me to explore what my beliefs were in relation to you know in, in um in contrast to what a fact could be right mm -hmm. so um like let's for example, my when I was nineteen, my ex boyfriend committed suicide. Mm. Um, it was actually at that point that I just I vowed to myself that I would do anything I could to help every young person that I managed to come across to help you know help them find the tools to yes. express themselves and, and heal and and be brave enough to hold on another day. But that's another story. Um, okay. But the fact of the matter was, he ended his life. Mm -hmm. um and my belief was that i was to blame partly for his passing um we didn't end on the on the brightest of of terms and um the the fact of the matter was like i i we'd, we'd ended like several months beforehand and then the weekend before he he passed away i was at a party with my new partner and um he was there and it you know and then a week later he's dead okay so in my in my heart of hearts i felt like i was partly to blame that was my belief that was going on mm -hmm. the fact was that he was mentally unwell and he had been for a long time right and so being able to differentiate that for myself was very key 
to my own relationship with depression, to mm-hmm. my own relationship with feeling like I wanted to end my own life. Um, when I was 19, I had a horrible year. So, you know, um, that was, it was a really big part of it for me was differentiating that, uh, those facts and those, those beliefs. Songwriting comes into play because again, it allowed me the opportunity to cognitively reframe my beliefs into, okay, let me think about this logically. And then how can I back up that logic with an emotional response? So if I was to look at my life as a 19 year old through the lens of my 80 year old self, Mm -hmm. my 80 year old self being somebody who knew the facts, my 80 year old self being hopefully somebody who was a little more logical than my 19 year old self, Um, you know, a little bit more wise. Um, how, How could I then you know, give myself something, an olive branch to hold on to? Mm-hmm. How could I give myself permission to think more clearly? And it was through that brain exercise that I was able to write a song with my old band Static Era called Dear Me. And now, even now, and I'm 33 years old now, when I, whenever I sing that song, I am reminded of my ability to think in my feelings, Mm. my ability to think more logically, and the happy medium, the relationship between my feelings and my logic, which is where I think my my beauty, you know, my my happy place, my my, my, spot is, so that I can actually now approach these um, difficult experiences with a clearer head, with, with a more positive direction. Yes. Um, recognizing, yeah, the difference between fact and fiction. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I have two courses that I teach um, on, I have some online courses, one stress OS, SOS, and another one's called how to find calm in the chaos. And a big part of that is learning that when we are in that um, fight or flight part of our um, nervous system, when we're in that stress fight or flight, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever is triggering us, we our brain stops working. Our logical brain stops working. Mm-hmm. So first you have to like calm down, get still, take some deep breaths to reset that nervous system. It takes mm-hmm. two minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. But then you can start to, and that's this is a part of my program too, is learn to question those thoughts that are playing in your, your mind, asking, is that true? Is it mm-hmm. always true? This is Byron Katie's work. But then questioning because a lot of times we all have belief systems that drive our choices, our actions, our responses and reactions. Like I'm not worthy, right? That's my belief system. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. So Mm -hmm. when that gets triggered, I literally go, Oh, there's that, there's that belief system again. All right. Let me, let me question this. And I've actually, I've used my own writing um, to, to, to do that and to, to reframe that, which is, which is just, (laughs) as you're talking, I'm like, oh, that's what I did. <laughs> but it's, I love that. Like challenge the beliefs, challenge what you're being told is the truth for you or is the expectation for you or is how you should be or what you should do. Challenge that. Yeah. You know, and feel into, does that resonate with me? Yeah. You know, yeah. so 100%. So your, can you tell me you have a youth empowerment program through sound writing, youth empowerment through songwriting program? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. That's <laughs> it. 
Would you share a little bit about that and tell me kind of what are the things that you do? And if you want to play something and give us some examples of what you're Ooh. doing. I love it. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, yes, youth coaching um, was uh, when I moved to Washington, D.C., just before I moved to Washington, D.C., I was a youth empowerment uh, coach for the YMCA back in New Zealand, uh, as well as a university lecturer. I won some awards for my work with um, for my work with youth, but also specifically through uh, my work as an educator using culture and historical um, belief systems and historical experiences as keystones for one's education. Mm. So utilizing one's history as part of their learning experience, yes. um, which is an indigenous Maori practice. Indigenous Maori are people from New Zealand originally. I'm not Maori. Uh, my father was Fijian, which is where you know my color comes from. But um, Pacifica learning is very similar. However, um, you know I've always been a musician. I started writing music when I was three. Literally wrote my first song with a pen and paper when I was five. A song called "School Is Cool" because I love education, um, and um, you know, so music has always been my my love language, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, 2019, I started. Well, when I was 17, I started teaching vocals. 2019, after living here in, in DC for a few years, I had a vocal student who turned around to me one day and said, "Hey, I want to write a song. I want to do what you do." I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. And so we kind of started working together on a song um, that he was trying to figure out how to communicate effectively with his mum, you know, a a girl that he liked um, and his own sort of demons. And that was when I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what's been missing. When I was five years old, I wrote a list of careers I wanted to be when I grow up. That was a mum a counselor, a teacher, a rock star, and a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. 2019, I started putting those together, being like, oh, I don't have to be a mom as such. I can work with young people. Yes. I don't have to be a teacher as such. I can use education and music to help empower counsel the young people I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And so using songwriting, using youth work together, I was able to then help, you know, help him to write his song of truth, mm. which when he, you know, played it for his mum, uh, I took him to the studio, we recorded it, we, you know, we made a music video for him. Mm. That gave him the opportunity to, like, almost use songwriting as a superhero cape disguise. Yeah. Like, I'm speaking to you, I'm me, but I feel safer because it's through the lens of songwriting and music. Yes. Right? Um, and so that was that was a really powerful kind of aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Although my aha was a little bit slow because it took me a few years to kind of be like, oh, oh, this is what I actually. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah, until twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah, it actually became a thing. But you know, twenty twenty, I started working with another young singer songwriter who was in, in the same boat as you, writing poetry, had never written a song before. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Sydney Witt. Sydney um, came to me with a whole bunch of you know, midnight scribbles that she'd written at three in the morning was like, I just, I'm trying, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. What do I do? Uh, and so through that, I 
you know, we, we took her midnight scribblings and we started writing them into songs. Mm. Those songs turned into two singles, one mm. called 17, another one called um, uh, Intrusive Thoughts. Mm. Those two songs then turned into an album of 13 mm. songs that she wrote, recorded with my producer. And then that album turned into her now studying with Paul McCartney at the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts over in the UK. She now writes with peers all over the world. Um, she's using music to connect with herself and heal yes. herself, but she's now also, you know, writing with other musicians and, and doing things for her own musical career. I'm so flipping proud of her. Mm. Um, but, you know, and so that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're working on. Um, and, you know, not all of my clients want to go to Lipa. Not all yeah. of my clients want to record their own art. Sometimes yeah. they just want to get out of their head onto paper and, and over, you know, like simplify the overwhelm yeah. um, and create something that gives them tools to help them communicate with their parents, yes. help them to talk to their boyfriends or girlfriends, yeah. help them to understand, okay, I don't feel like I'm actually a woman. I'm a they. Mm. Or I'm a, I'm a dude who's, you know, trying to figure out how to tell my mum and dad that I like other boys. Or... Yeah you know, whatever it is, right. um, I'm really proud of Generation Z in the way that they are recognizing that the systems we've built around them are broken, mm -hmm. that everything is very fluid these days, and yeah. songwriting has helped them give them permission yeah. to express themselves. Yeah, I believe these this generation is coming to teach us. Yes. Teach us to be better, to do better, to be more connected, more heart-centered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful. So what would you say to somebody? Um, well, I have two questions. One, I'd love to get into what are your top tips for starting with songwriting? But first I want to ask, what about those people that say, oh, I'm not creative. I don't, I'm not a writer. You know, what well, would you say to those people? Yeah. I would say as long as you have thoughts, you can write. Amen. Okay. <laughs> as right. long as you have a brain that functions and you right. have, you know, hands that can, I mean, not even hands, you can use a, um, you know, a, a, a dictator to, right. to, you know, 2022 mm -hmm. technology exists. Exactly. Um, you know, we can, we can, you know, as long as you have thoughts, you can write. Um, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming to figure out where to even begin, which I yes. think is where a lot of people feel they are so um one yes. of the things yeah one of the things tips. right so one of the things that i um would encourage people to do is to i've actually had these available on my website songwriting prompt cards yes so, i downloaded those you did you did so, I did for my son i did excellent so yeah. the, from those songwriting prompt cards you know like give yourself i call it the kiss method the keep it simple superstar method you know, if you can have a prompt that is simply a letter to my anxiety mm. and for five minutes without lifting your pen from paper or your fingers from the keyboard, write whatever you would say to anxiety. Through that, you'll start to notice key words or key themes or key phrases that keep popping up. Those key phrases, those things that go, oh, that hit me in the feelings. 
that is the beginning of your song. Mm. The same thing if you wanted to write a letter to your five-year-old or your five-year-old self or your five-year younger self. Mm-hmm. Writing a letter to yourself as a five-year-old, you know, girl or boy um, or person, um, you know, being able to write that letter to yourself and say, oh, I, for some reason, keep talking about my dream of being a rock, rocket scientist. Okay, now you have the basis for a song that you might want to, you know, call Shoot for the Moon. Mm. You know, now we're able to start to to really, um, you know, start working on those cognitive blocks that we have. Yeah. Another one that I would really like to um, emphasize for people is an exercise that isn't I haven't publicly put on my on my on my website. It's one of the things that I do a lot with my clients though in person and a lot with my vocal clients is box breathing, um, which is a, a style of breathing where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you hold for four seconds. Through that, we're able to again simplify the overwhelm in our heads focus on our breathing patterns and let truth enter into our minds. Mm. The third thing I want to talk about is, is another sort of physical exercise. And I say this because our physical is so connected with our spiritual, emotional, and mental. Yes. Yes. So if we can again, allow ourselves to center ourselves into our bodies. And even now sitting here in front of me, Jennifer, you know, if you want to just for a second, humor me. (laughs) Oh, I got you. Yeah. Tense your toes. Keep them tense. Now keep the ball, tense the balls of your feet while keeping your toes tense. Everything, until I tell you to relax, I don't want you to relax anything. Now I want you to tense your heels, your ankles, your shins and your calf muscles, your knees, your thighs, your buttocks and your groin, your lower belly, lower back, your chest, your upper back, your shoulders, your upper arms, your elbows, your forearms, your hands, your fingers, your neck, your chin, your lips, your nose, your cheeks, your eyeballs, your forehead, your scalp, and hold for five, four, three, two, one, relax. breathe whatever thoughts are coming to mind at the moment that is your starting point whether it's i feel like i'm you know i'm stressed all the time i need to let go that's the basis of your song or i'm finding it hard to breathe Maybe it's dedication to George Floyd. Or I, I don't know, my headache won't go away. What, is that, what, what does that lead to? What feelings does that bring about? You know, all of those little sparks of ignition, lean into them. Give yourself permission to be vulnerable with yourself. You don't need to share these things. But allowing yourself permission to like lean into those little sparks of thought, that is the basis of your song. 
That's so fantastic. It's like playful journaling almost. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is so fantastic, Emma. Um, so I know you said you, you have these um, flashcards on your t- downloadable cards on your mm-hmm. website. You want to share with the audience, how can people connect to you? How can people become a part of this youth empowerment your storytelling program. Sure. All that I do have it on the show notes, but for those of you listening that want to take action right away, here's how you can connect with Emma. So here's my exciting thing. Are you ready? So we've got the free flashcards at emmagmusic.com. That's there forever. You can always download them. If you're looking for inspiration, creativity, a little spark, I got you. Uh, and it comes with, you know, instructions and things. So so that that's there forever. However, at the end of this month, I am launching a beta online group coaching course that is going to be only open to 10 young people. Um, if you're an adult and you want to take part in that, that's totally cool too. But how young? That, how young? Sorry. Just well, sorry. I, I wouldn't go any younger than 13. Okay. Um, if you're a precocious 11-year-old, totally go ahead that's totally fine um but the thing is i mean the the, the course is 14 video lessons um uh, where that you can watch in your own time i will release every week the next section so that you've got x amount of videos to watch during that week and then fulfill that activity it comes with a workbook so that you can do the activity and then every friday at 3 p.m eastern time you can also come on to a live zoom call with me to fill in any gaps any questions you have any whatever now this is the beta run for this um program so to that extent I am discount pricing it for $197. Um, once the beta run through is done and dusted, then I'll be increasing the price to $297. So it's a yeah. chance to to sort of save 100 bucks. But yeah. um, all of that, if you want to get involved with that, you simply email me info at emmagmusic.com and I will email you the information about how to get involved in the beta launch for that. If you don't want to do group coaching, you think that's a little bit scary, that's totally fine. Um, you can also email me, or you can go onto the website, emmagmusic.com, and um, book a discovery call with me. And um, that we can, you know, through that discovery call, we can figure out if we're a good fit to work together. I would love to meet your, you know, your teenager or yourself if you're looking for yourself. Um, there's three different uh, tiers of programs that I have, a six-week program, eight-week program, 10-week program, um, and then we will work together to write your songs. That's fantastic. I'm going to talk to my son about this. <laughs> he, might, he might like it. My son and actually my niece, I think both of them would really benefit from this. So. Um, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm all about. Like, what is it? Be the be the the adult or be the hero you wanted you needed when you were young. You yeah. know, I needed this too. And yeah. thankfully, my mom was smart enough to to do all she could to to do that. But as opposed yeah. to going to five different coaches, I, I want to simplify that. I'm one person. Beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, Emma, I don't know if you want to play anything and close us out, but if you would like to, you're welcome to. You don't have to. I don't want to put you on the spot because we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I see all these beautiful instruments. Um, But if you want to hear Emma's music, she has on her um, press kit, if you go on to um, her press kit, you can see some of the music there that um, 
that you can listen to some of her music. But as Emma closes us out, thank you so much for joining us, Emma. And please join us for more Grounded Awakenings while you keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, raising your arms up, open, reaching for the stars. Be well, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. This was amazing. Uh, this song is called Living Proof. It was my reminder that no matter what we go through, no matter what trials and tribulations we have, you know, we're still here. We are living proof that love wins. Mm. Breaking in the headspace, trying to get my feelings straight. I both up on my mistakes. I don't want to write to one, it's so hard to stay sober. Damn it, and I'm love so. It's how to remain in control. Rebutting what I thought I know. I'm drinking it in with a lesson and over. I, I was people when we were wrong, but I'm never the sad songs. The foundation said I'm gonna go. Whoa. No matter what comes my way, I'll be smiling every step I take. I'm a legend to make no mistake that I'm living proof that love wins. No matter what the future holds, I'm here and I'm letting go. I'm a legend, baby, you should know. I'm living proof that love wins. I'm living proof that love wins. But I'm like going down quietly I know I create my destiny When it's fine it's like The evergreen knows it I broke up with a what if I left behind a negative Blending with abundance And I'm drinking it in Yeah, my practice is magic I always pay for my work better I should let out of who I am Cause I'm a woman I'm not the man Whoa, oh, No matter what comes my way I'll be dancing every step I take. I'm a legend, make no mistake. That I'm living for the love wins. No matter what the future holds, I'm here and I'm a letting go. I'm a legend, baby, you should know. I'm living proof the love wins. I'm living proof the love wins. We are living proof the love wins. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you Emma. So <laughs> Wonderful. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Be the living proof, everyone. Be well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. Thanks for listening.